even though maybe there are more strict boundaries, it's still just very hard to find the motivation or the initiative after work to start working on other things that I'd like to do rather than just sort of potatoing out. And like other instances, like when I had a job in high school, like I didn't get to pick my hours really. Like they were like, okay, Saturday you're working 11 hours, like here you go. Our school years, for each grade just kind of blends together for me. Like if I think back, but I can't remember each individual day where I went to the same class in the same order. Like that's all, that's all gone. That's all flushed because it's unimportant relative to other memories. Hello, welcome back to Coming In Without Context. I'm Jessica and Hope is here with me. Um, so I don't have a very concrete topic but I thought I'd bring something that I've sort of been thinking about a little and we could just talk about it. Um, so one thing that I've been thinking about is the nine to five. You go to work in the morning, come back at night. After your commute, you are very tired and it's hard to do other things that you really want to be doing um, while also maintaining like a sleep schedule and other things and how to balance that work and providing for yourself with like the wish to live a cool life so it's very broad but initially hope do you have any thoughts or reactions this is somewhat similar to what we were discussing last episode but i feel like in mine i focus more on like personal motivation whereas um the nine to five is like the exact opposite of that where you're like you're doing things for your job to like earn money and then try and have a better lifestyle but then at the same time it's like restricting that and so i haven't worked a nine to five like i've had random internships and jobs and things but none of them have been on like a set schedule they've always been like either i self-schedule my hours or like the hours worked around my school day like back in high school when i had a job and so maybe i'm the wrong person to talk to since i haven't specifically been in a nine to five but i feel like as someone who struggles to focus when i like try and set times aside to do things it can be difficult like in a scheduled time to really be in the right mindset and so i don't know like yeah whatever. right got it um then in that case with things where you find yourself self-scheduling your hours do you feel like it's easier or harder to maintain balance maybe than your strict nine to five i always found it it was like a double-edged sword in that like when i had to self-schedule like sometimes i would push off and procrastinate on certain like things that i had to do in a way that it wasn't good <laughs> like i had a internship where I wasn't the the problem was like all of the interns were basically like slacking and so like i started slacking and so then like every project like the deadlines had to be like pushed back and things like that because i started out like doing everything on time and then i found that i was further ahead than everyone else i was working with so then eventually i was like okay well if we're just going to do things at 7 p.m. like day before, I guess we're just going to do things 7 p.m. day before versus I had another internship where I was like scheduling interviews and then I'd have to like write reports on the interviews and stuff. And I was able to like keep up with that a lot better 
but that was like almost entirely independent. Like I wasn't working with, like in the the internship where deadlines had to get pushed back, I was working in groups with other interns. And so like, because other people weren't meeting like targeted deadlines, I stopped meeting targeted deadlines too. So it was like a, that was more of a messy situation. Right, no, for sure. And that sort of makes me think about you know, in every, I feel like in every group project, there's usually that one person that's doing all the work and making sure things are keeping on track. And then there's usually at least that one deadweight person who just sort of does nothing and lets the rest of the group carry them. Have you had any other better working experience with groups or has it always been sort of like a, oh, if the other people are more chill, then I can chill out or like I need to carry other people? I tend to fall into the I need to carry other people when it comes to group work. Um, like on my own, I procrastinate on projects, but when I, whenever I'm put in a group, like I absolutely do not procrastinate because I feel terrible. Like I hate when other people do it to me, so I never do it to other people really. Um, and so anytime I've been in those sorts of situations, I feel like I'm the one like scheduling the meetings to like make sure we stay on track or like I offer to do more things than I need to to make sure they get done Mm -hmm. and I also just like I set high standards for my work even when I procrastinate so then working with other people who might not set those I'm like okay so now I have to be the one editing all of this like okay now I have to be the one like revising this before it's actually turned in like even though they're writing their sections I have to like go through it now and so it's like I've actually I've very rarely had good situations with group work I don't know if that's just the groups I've been placed with or like because it's mostly in academic settings where people are doing it for grades they might care less than if they were like at a job Mm -hmm. or like what it is but yeah no yeah I I definitely feel very similar way but I guess in a good way being in a group and having other people there to make you accountable means that you're not procrastinating as much yeah, that's like the one benefit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's another topic that I was sort of thinking about was procrastination. Um, and at least for myself, I found that I've been procrastinating a lot more in school just because I have not, I'm trying to get to a place where I'm not as grade motivated, you know, and more like intrinsically motivated, which then means that if I'm doing a class that I don't really care about, I won't really feel the need to start very early and do other things like that. But yeah, I guess you end up feeling the same way usually. Is that why you end up procrastinating or is it more of a, I need this to be perfect or another reason? I honestly don't know. I've procrastinated like legitimately my whole life. (laughs) Um, Like it's kind of insane. Like I can even think back to like a book report in third grade that like (laughs) the 8 p.m. the night before to be like, oh yeah, I have to do that. Um, But I've always been very academically successful, like 4.0 GPA and like, like merit scholarships, like yada, yada, yada. But I don't have any sort of like work ethic. And it's like, it's starting to impact me because obviously I'm starting to get to the point where like, I can't always procrastinate on things. Like it's not always going to bring me success like it has in the past. And so I I think I just do it because I can do it. Like I can do the things I want to do and like even if I leave the assignment to the night before, I know I'm still going to be like probably fine in the end. And so like 
it's just kind of a messy situation, I feel like. Okay, got it. And I see how this sort of goes into the work ethic that we were talking about earlier. (laughs) But yeah, no, I think that is true in that it's hard to stop habits if they're working, you know, like a classic don't fix what's broken. But then I guess when it does start to break, you obviously maybe need to like reconsider some things. That's that's fair. Um, (laughs) Going back to, let's say, the nine to five in your previous internships, um, do you feel like your self-scheduling is something you'd like to do in the future or is sustainable or would you like to try and find a nine to five? I've said for a while now that I would probably enjoy having a nine to five more because like the hours won't bleed into my time because even when I've set schedules for myself, sometimes like, oh, like something comes up. So then I push it back a few hours. And so I don't actually stay to the schedule that I set for myself. Like I still, a lot of times I'll still do the amount of hours that I set aside, but not necessarily at the times I set aside for them. And so I've always wanted to try like actually having a schedule that doesn't just like feel like I could be working any time and it's not really like set aside time for me, especially when it came to like when I was doing scheduling interviews, that was like always on other people's time. It was like when they were available for interviews. So my hours were literally like all over the place for when people could do it, even though I like initially planned on working and I still did work mostly in like the morning and afternoon, but not always. Like sometimes I'd have an interview like from seven to 9 p.m. And then that would, like my whole evening was shot. And like other instances, like when I had a job in high school, like I didn't get to pick my hours really. Like they were like, okay, Saturday, you're working 11 hours, like here you go. So I've always been interested in just like knowing when I'd work and when I wouldn't have to work. Because <laughs> right. that hasn't really been a situation I've been put into, especially with academics. Like you go to classes, but then you have to do your homework on your own time. Yes. Like that. No, for sure. And at least with the nine to five or a more regular job, it's sort of that thing back to the group project where it's like, since this institution of a nine to five is holding you accountable, it's like you need to get your work done there. And then it's a lot easier to set your boundaries And once you're home, you're home, you know, and that like that time after you get home from work is yours. Yeah, I've wanted that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, but at least speaking from my experience, it definitely does feel like there are not enough hours in the day, even with a nine to five in those set boundaries. Like I'll get home or maybe I'll do something with some of the other interns. And then I feel like I blink and it's 9 p.m. So I feel like even though maybe there are more strict boundaries, it's still just very hard to find the motivation or the initiative after work to start working on other things that I'd like to do rather than just sort of potatoing out. I read a post the other day about people who play video games as a hobby into their work life. And a lot of them commented that after a day of work, you know, they come back and they just don't have the energy to even enjoy some of their favorite video games because they can realistically only get in like two hours maybe. And and then that time is basically just gone if they want to spend it with friends, family, or if they have kids. And then in addition to that, as you get older, you know, your reaction time slows down. So that also makes the gaming 
less enjoyable. But then, you know, I was also thinking related to that, that there's this phenomenon where as you get older, time, you, you perceive time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys already talk about this? No, keep going. Well, so basically like when you're one year old, you're living your life and all of your memories are just from your one year. But then when you're two years old, suddenly you have twice as much to remember. And this keeps compounding each year you age. So like for us right now, um, I'm 21. You guys are 21, I think. Jessica, are you 21? 20. Okay, Jessica, you're almost 21. (laughs) We have 21 years worth of memories in our in our in just stored in our brain right and so like each individual memory it like is going to take up less and less space because there's just more memories that you have to hold so like for our parents a year just flies by because they're they've got 50 years of memories you know just stored up in there so like if you when you think back like you just blink and it's like wow another year has passed or oh wow your kid is going off to college or, oh, wow, your kid is getting married now, you know, kind of scary like that. Right. It's like each new year is a smaller percentage of your lived life. And I also think another reason why things speed up is because you are just having less new experiences, Mm. reliving more of the same, which I guess maybe can get back to our nine nine to five, um, that it's like, I, I don't know what the exact year was, but I feel like I saw that by around age 20 something, you've maybe lived half of your life in the new experience sense, you know? Very true. Well, because you're not like going out every day to do something new, right? Like you're waking up, you're doing the same routine, you most likely, especially if you have a job or if you go to school, right? Like mm-hmm. our school years for each grade just kind of blends together for me. Like if I think back, I can remember like faces i can remember certain like maybe more interesting events but i can't remember each individual day where i went to the same class in the same order you know i ate lunch in the same cafeteria like that's all that's all gone that's all flushed because it's unimportant relative to other memories right no for sure um and then i guess another thing to think about is also the balance of having your job and needing to make money but then also trying to have experiences like the balance between having new experiences and traveling and doing things you versus like your nine to five yeah yeah well i guess that's why it is so important to have things like a three-day weekend or regular paid time off you know because well i guess starting with the three-day weekend the idea is that you'd spend one of the one day like doing chores like, like adult stuff right And then you get to enjoy the second day because you don't have anything the next day. So you can like stay, stay up late or whatever. And then the next day you, you get like a a relax, a rest day before you have to go back to work. Right. Um, How it is right now, anecdotally for some people is that Friday you can sort of stay up late. Right. And then Saturday you have to get things done because a lot of things are closed on Sunday because, because reasons. And then, So you have to do, so Saturday is your chores day and then you have Sunday and you can't stay up late Sunday because Monday is coming up and you got to go to work 
the next day. So Sunday is just, you know, like a awkward rest day. Like you kind of just have the daytime, but then you have to go to bed early if you have to wake up early. So I guess more specifically to answer your question. Yeah, I, I don't, I, well, like, see, the problem here for me personally is that I also don't like traveling. For me, I feel like traveling is very samey. And I'm sure that's not true for most people because, like, the idea is you're going to different places. Like, oh, one time you could go to this country with this climate. And then now you go to uh, maybe a beach or maybe you go somewhere where there's snow. And I, I get that that's different. But then the process of, like, planning it, getting on a plane, going to the hotel or the Airbnb, and you have to pack and then you have to unpack and then you have to pack again when you're coming back. Like, it's all part of a routine for me, like how that's how I see it. And I think that's why I don't enjoy it as much because it seems like a hassle. Not to say that my own hobbies are fascinating. Like obviously just sitting in front of a computer is not interesting, <laughs> but at least I enjoy it without as much hassle as traveling. I was actually going to ask you about that. Like, let's say you had your three-day weekend, right? Yeah. The whole thing behind that is you get more time to do things, make new experiences, whatever. But talking realistically, do you think you would actually do that? Or do you think it would be more of a going back to the same routine and you just have more time to, I don't want to say waste, but like not do what you want to do with it, you know? Mm, I think, I think the key there is that um, for sure, there are going to be some weekends where even with all three days, you're still going to do the same routine. Maybe you just stay um, in your apartment or your house all day, right? Like, and that's fine. But I, I think the idea is that you get that extra day and you can actually do something with it. Like if you want to do a beach trip, you know, you can take the first day to plan it. You can do it the second day, come back later and then rest on the third day. You know, like you have... Like basically the idea is you want to buffer right because how it is now is you come home from work a lo long day of work on friday and then you can sort of relax but not really like you're tired already like uh, i think you, you were talking about this um you're tired on friday even though you're you you're, you can usually the the tradition is that you can stay up a bit later and then the next day assuming you do have to do chores and stuff you know that's sort of like a a pseudo work day mm. and then it's like there's no there's no time for genuine relaxation and rest you know because like like I, I guess this relates to my point about the traveling planning to take a vacation is still work it's mm. not the vacation itself right right so i i guess that's just how i i think about it okay yeah I also want to come back to your point about traveling, which I thought was pretty interesting. I know you just spent this entire past school year in Europe. Does your view about traveling, is that from that or does it apply to that as well? Or do you think that was different? It was different. Um, well, the traveling aspect was the same. That that sucked, uh, especially since it was like a, a, slight, a longer flight comparatively, like it's six hours. Um, obviously there are longer flights, like you could take a 12 hour flight halfway across the world and that would really suck, but, um, six hours is still plenty long. I think what changed, uh, compared to normal or quote unquote normal vacations, uh, like my normal vacations is that I was both 
independent and going to school on my own. Like I lived on my own. And also it was a much longer period of time. Like compared to a vacation where you might go somewhere for a week, it feels very crammed and hectic, especially if you're going somewhere new, right? So like my family vacation experience has always been, hey, Dylan, we're going here. Pack your things. And then I go, what? Why are we going there? So I pack and then we have to go to the airport early, get on the plane. You know, that, t- that whole process takes a few hours, takes a few hours to fly there. You get there and then you have to figure everything out while also enjoying it. Like if you go to an urban area, there's going to be a lot of museums, a lot of tours and stuff. So, but you've never been there. So now you're sort of lost at all times and you have to wander everywhere and go to those places. And then you have to do the actual thing. And like, it's just, I do enjoy going to museums and looking at art and I do enjoy seeing shows and new things. But the payoff to get to that is not worth it for me because it's just such a headache to get there in the first place, which is why I am asking for money for a private jet. Please send me money. Okay. Yeah. So I get that. And tourist thing is very much like a let's hit up all these spots on our checklist just to sort of say that we went here. Do you think in that case, there's a minimum amount of time? to stay in a place in order to make it enjoyable there or so that you can relax and sort of take in everything that's happening in your own time without feeling hurried? I will start off by saying it's subjective, but I think I think a week is fine, assuming you have some days that are just chill. Um, I think my experience has been jaded by how my parents treat vacations, where they just cram every day with everything. And, you know, that's, that's fair because, you know, you go to a place and you might not go there again anytime soon right and it was expensive to to book everything you know the flights the hotels you know tickets um so you want to kind of fit everything in to to be cost effective but then it's also like, like i was saying you don't have time to relax so i think if you plan a vacation where maybe like if you spend a week somewhere like seven days if you four of the days were busy days and then maybe three of the days are just chill. You can wander around, maybe sit in a park for an hour, you know, just re- like genuinely relax. Then I think that balance um, would be better. But if you are the type to kind of want to do everything, I would say two weeks is, or two weeks or, or three weeks is probably better because then you're kind of, you're, you're, you're going to run out of things to do, right, in one location. So I think that forces you to take some days to relax or, like, spread it out more, you know. And that, that pace, um, again, is subjective for everyone. But I think that pace generally would be more enjoyable. Yeah, Hope, how does your traveling perspective differ from Dylan's? Oh, well, I'm on the opposite of an end of the spectrum where I love to travel, it's probably when I feel the happiest is going and exploring new places and seeing new things, especially going to see like art and like museums. And I really love going to churches, which he knows and never <laughs> always just sat on the pews on his phone while I was like looking at stuff. Um, hey, I dispute that. I did walk around. I just, you take longer than I do. So then I have to sit down and rest my weary body before you drag me somewhere else. That's my defense. (laughs) Um, I also, my family doesn't travel nearly as much as his does. 
like I always wanted to travel but didn't really have opportunities to because a family vacation for my family is like going to the beach for a long weekend and that's about it um and so it's different experiences because I never like got jaded about traveling like it was something I always wanted to do growing up like I wanted to travel and explore new places because I spent like when I was a kid my obsession was like ancient Egypt like I just read about ancient Egypt 24 7 and I just love learning about like cultures and things like that like my favorite museum to go to when I was a kid with it was an anthropology museum um and so like I have a different viewpoint because it was something I didn't really have the opportunity to do and it's only in recent years that I've had the opportunity to like study abroad or like go visit new places and take vacations abroad and so it's something I want to do and like I really enjoy doing. Fantastic. Well, is this around a good ending time? Because that's around all I've got. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. And I was coming in without context. Wait, do I not need a guess, Jessica? Oh, Dylan, what do you think our topic was? Um finding time to relax. It's pretty solid, yeah. I mean, what I started with was like the nine to five and how to balance that with things that you also want to do and how to live an interesting life as well. So yeah. I'm going to go with what I said for the title. Yeah, well, Jessica, thanks for hosting. Um, Is there anything you want to, uh, what's the word, market to our non-existent audience? Um, I think everyone should Google, um, wait, give me a sec. (laughs) Are you, she's Googling it right now. (laughs) Uh, if people listening do not know what a quokka is, I think that it would be worth a Google. I'm Googling it. Isn't that an animal? I did know what that was, yes. Um, yep, that's all. (laughs) awesome Uh, yeah thanks everybody and we'll be back next week I think (laughs) hopefully bye bye